This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. So I'm going to uh, talk to you today about walking in the glory of God. Let, let's bow our heads in prayer before we get started. Father, I just thank you for your mercy and your goodness today. And I, I ask that you think through my mind, speak through my lips, your very words. And Father, I ask that you give us hearing ears to hear what your spirit is saying. And we endeavor to give you all the honor and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, God is so good. So the first key in, in walking in the glory of God, or you could just say walking in in, in God's manifested presence. And, and you may not know what that means, but I really believe it, it means that we need, we need to walk in the overflow of God. In other words, we need to have a fullness of God's peace in our life, his joy, uh, his love should be permeating our lives. Amen. And so, so walking in God's glory is, is, is walking like Jesus. And, you know, wherever Jesus went, he always made things better. And, and God wants his, his grace to be so much on us that wherever we go, we make wherever we, what area we're in, uh, a much better than, than before. Amen? And so God wants, wants his grace and his glory to be on his people. Amen? And so, so the number one key, and I talked about this last week in fasting to hunger for God. That, that, you know, even though we, we just came off a 21-day fast, I, I want you to keep believing that God's going to do things. Amen? That don't quit believing. Uh, go into this new year that, that, that God is a God of increase and that he's going to continue to increase you more and more. Do you believe that today? And so we believe that God is increasing us. He's a God of increase. Do you know that? That, um, that the universe is still expanding. Because when God spoke, he spoke the universe and he's expanding the universe. And God wants us to be increasing. Do you believe that today? So, so number one, we have to stay hungry for God. So, uh, you know, last week I talked about what can hinder our hunger um, for God. Number one, not understanding the word. Number two, getting offended with God can, can hinder our our, 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 our hunger with God, you know, staying in the word. And also um, we can allow other things, um, you know, the things of this world to hinder our hunger from God. And we don't want the things of the world to take place of God. Amen. Can somebody say put God first place? And we want to put God first place. But I like what it says in Matthew 5, 6. This is Jesus speaking. He said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. So I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to get out of my seat this morning. Amen. Uh, I'm going to say this. We got to stay hungry for God. We got to stay hungry for the move of God. We got to, we, we got to, you know, I like what, you know, again, uh, Paul was preaching to Timothy, uh, uh, his protege and he said to Timothy that was dealing with fear. Anybody ever deal with fear in here? And, you know, the enemy's trying to put sometimes fear on us, fear to keep us back from moving forward in the things of God. And, and, and so he told uh, Timothy to stir up the gift that's, that, that was placed on him. Amen. And, and so we have to stir up the gift of God. You need to stir it up every day that you wake up. Amen. 
you need to wake up and just start praising God, glorifying God. That's the first thing I do when I wake up. Thank you, Jesus, that you woke me up this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Amen. And so we, we need to, we need to uh, continue to hunger and thirst for righteousness. Amen. And, and, and as we hunger and thirst for more of God, I like what the Bible says. If you draw near to God, what will he do? He, the Bible says he will draw near to you. Amen. And so you're here this morning because, I, like I say, I say this a lot. More of God is a good thing. And the more you get of God, the more peace you'll get in your life, the more joy you get. Because I can stand a little bit more of that. Amen. I like what it says in Psalms 42, 1 and 2. Uh, it says, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? I love that. So we, we, need to, we need to just be thirsty for God's presence. We need a hunger to have a God touch. And I mean we need a hunger for this, not just on Sunday morning. And thank God, I'm telling you, I was in worship this morning as, as the worship singers are singing. And I felt the presence of God touch me this morning. I almost shed a couple tears. Amen. Why? Because God is real. God is alive. Somebody say, God is alive in me. Amen. God is alive. And, and I'm telling you, when you're really worshiping the Lord, because God loves worship. When you're worshiping the Lord, you're, you're touching the heart of God. When you're praising God and you're raising your hands to the Lord, this, when you raise your hands and worship, you, you may not be used to this. You, you may come from a church where they were real somber when you, when you sing songs uh, to, to the Lord. But uh, I like to do this. And the reason why I do this, it, 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 it's, it's for two reasons. And it, it's an act of surrender. You know, we want to surrender. So we're saying, God, I'm surrendering to you. And then it's also, I love this because whenever, any, any, any boxing fans in here? Or, no boxing fans. Anybody like Rocky in here? The movie Rocky? Well, you know, it, it, well, you know when, or, or it, it, how about any re- wrestling mania people out here? Well, we got some re- res- wrestling. It's not wrestling, it's wrestling. Wrestling is a little different than wrestling, right? Wrestling, and you're doing all the flips, and okay, anyway, right? Okay, but uh, uh, but what am I talking about? Where was I at? I just lost my train. Yeah, raising my hands, and and so when thank you, and so uh, so when you when 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 they when when the wrestlers win, what do they do? They raise their hands up, right? And and so what is his stance? It's, a, you know, when the runners run and the guy makes it, you know, the, the runner makes it and he's the, in first place, he raises his hands, right? When he crosses the finish line, right? What does this stand for? It stands for, it stands for that we're, uh, you know, worshiping God, that we're surrendering all. And number two, that we're walking in victory with Jesus. In other words, we're champions in Jesus. It doesn't matter what you're going through. You're still a champion in Jesus. Amen. Because, you know, the Bible says if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, then you have the victory in him. You are already a conqueror in him. Do you believe that today? 
Somebody say, I'm more than a conqueror. And so in, in, we studied this in the fasting is that Daniel did 21 days of fasting. And that's when the angel appeared to Daniel and revealed some wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And so Daniel adjusted his eating uh, and, and how, you know, he, he abstained from breads and sweets and all that. And God gave him wisdom about the future. And, you know, I, I love that. And also uh, at the very beginning of Daniel, you'll find that, you know, they were in captivity to the Babylonians and 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 Daniel and his three friends, Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego. They were together and they were being trained for the king's court and they abstained from eating the king's food. And the Bible says that when they abstained from that, they just ate vegetables, and drank water. And the Bible says that when they were being raised up, uh, that they were 10 times wiser than all the other people. They were being trained up for, for to be, you know, the king's, uh, uh, to, to help the king out in, in knowledge and wisdom and understanding. And so, and so they became 10 times. Listen, God doesn't want you to be average. God doesn't want you just to be an average Christian. You know, he wants you to be above average. He, see, see, in other words, he, he, wants the, see, he wants to raise us up to a place where the world, the people that don't know Jesus, looks at us and they, they come to us for the answers. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? That's what God wants to do for us. He wants to raise us up. And as we, as we see, we do things differently than the world. We don't live like the world. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't do all the stuff that the world does. We, we live differently than the world. And, but, but that, and because of that, God will raise us up so we can be a platform for his glory. Do you believe that today? Number two, a keys of walking in the glory of God. We have to stay humble before our God. We have to stay humble. Uh, in other words, we, we, we need to be a, a, a teachable uh, sometimes we can uh, get some information and sometimes uh, in our walk with God, we can think we know it all. And I'm telling you, you don't know it all. There are some things you just don't know. I was, I was uh, listening to a, a, a message from this one minister and uh, he had a visitation from Jesus. Jesus actually spoke to him, Brother Hagan. And, and Jesus was telling him, giving him some information about some scriptures. And, and, uh, and Brother Hagin said, I've read these scriptures 150 times. And, uh, and, 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 and he, he, didn't, he didn't even see what Jesus was showing him in the scriptures at that point. And so uh, Jesus was, was revealing to him that he didn't know at all. It doesn't matter how often you read the scriptures, you just don't know it all. That's the reason why you need to get in church. That's why you need to get a. You know, you may have heard a message similar to this, but you can learn more by getting under the word of God and you can expand your knowledge of God. And when you expand your knowledge of God, you expand the peace of God in your life. The more knowledge, more anybody need any more peace in here. Amen. I could stand a little bit more peace. So we need to stay humble before our God. You know, fasting uh, is a means, and I'm still kind of connected in this fasting thing because we just got off of it. And I'm going to say this, even though we fasted for 21 days, I'm going to give you permission to fast some more this year. I'm going to give you some... (laughs) 
Are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm going to give you permission that you're, you're allowed. You, can, you know what? You can do a back-to-back 21 days and another 21 days. If you want to, I'm not going to hold you back. You can just, if you want to press into more of God. I don't know about you. I've said this before in my preachings. I just don't, I don't want to be an outer circle disciple. I want to be an inner circle disciple. I, I want to be a disciple like John. I want to, you know, John says, you know, that he was the one that Jesus loved the most. I want to be the in. How many inner circle disciples do I have out here? Uh, how many Peters? How many Johns? How many Jameses do I have out here? I'm telling you, God's not picking and choosing who's going to be close to him. No, no. We choose ourselves how close we're going to get to God. And I want to be I want to be God's buddy. Are you listening to what I say? I want to be close to God. Amen. When you're close to God, God will reveal secrets to you. He will show you things. He will open your eyes to, to things. And he will tell you why things are going the way they're going. And, 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 and you will walk in much more victory and confidence. And when you're walking in confidence, you're walking in high faith. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? And God wants you walking in confidence. So we have to stay humble before our Lord. In James 4, 6 and 10, it says, but he gives more grace Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. I love that scripture. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning. And your joy to gloom. So that's pretty strong. I guess James had some people in his church that were a little backslidden in their walk. And he was saying that you got to get get serious with God when you mess up, fess up. Amen. And start walking on the straight and narrow path. Amen. So we we humble ourselves. You know, the Bible never says that God's going to humble us. The Bible says, humble yourselves. We have to humble ourselves before the Lord. Amen. And so we need to humble ourselves. Look at Isaiah 57, 15. I love this one. It says, for thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit. I love that. So he's saying here that God dwells in a high and and holy place, but he's with those with a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. See, humility, you know, walking in humility under God will, will unlock the grace of God in our lives. Are you listening to what I'm saying here? Walking in humility to God will release uh, the grace of God. And I, and I don't know about you, but I, I, I need more grace. The Bible actually said this, and I'm believing that our church is going to get to this point. But in the book of Acts, uh, when the church came together, the Bible says there were miracles happening in the church. And we've already seen some miracles in our church. We've seen God do miracles, miracle, uh, miracle healings, a miracle restoration in relationships. We've seen God put marriages back together. Glory to God. That looked pretty scary. Amen. And but we've we've also seen God do miracle uh, financial blessings in our church. So so we're, we're seeing that. But, I, I you know, I want to see more. 
Does, I mean, I, I, I'm grateful for what God is doing, but I want more. I want to see more people blessed in this church. I want to hear more testimonies. I, I, I want to see more. I want to see God do more. In other words, doesn't the Bible says that he, he will do abundantly above more than we can ask or think? How, how's that? According to what? The power that works where? Within us. See, God's going to do abundantly above more than we can ask or think according to what? The power. Do you know you got some power this morning? Do you know if you have Jesus on the inside of you, the greater ones in you, and it doesn't matter what's coming against you, you and God are the majority. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? It doesn't matter what is, what, what all hell. See, see, listen, you may have had all hell coming against you through this 21 day of fasting. And you, you know, anybody, and you know why? Because now, now, see, the devil's, he's afraid of you. He doesn't want you moving into territory that, that he possesses. He doesn't want you, he doesn't want you breaking out of the box. He doesn't want you pressing in to kingdom blessings. So, so, so you are, when, when we fast and pray and we give, we're actually pressing in to kingdom blessings. And, and those kingdom blessings are about ready to fall upon each one of us. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You know, the reason why you're so excited again this morning is because we're ended with a fast. And now we can feast. Praise God. And the Bible says that that uh, that uh, weeping may endure in the night. That's fasting. But joy comes in the morning. That's breakthrough. I'm going to say that again. We may had some weeping days, you know, fasting and praying. It's not easy all the time following God. Anybody that tells you it's easy following God, they, they haven't followed God for a long time. They must be a young buck. They must be just three days old in the, in the Lord. Because, you know, the longer you walk with God, sometimes the harder it can get. In other words, it's hard on our flesh. It's, it, it, it's sometimes it's hard to put down the flesh. It's hard to read the Bible at times when you know you need to read it, but your flesh says, go, go watch TV. You know, you, yes, but, but you know, the more you stay in it, the more you get into the word, you start, you start getting an appetite for God. See, some of us need to get an appetite for God. You see, I, I'm a coffee drinker, but, uh, you know, I, I, I started off drinking coffee when I was a, when I was a teenager because I, I, I goofed all, up in high school. And I needed to pass my exams in my senior year or I wouldn't walk with my class. And so I had to study, you know, 24-7 to pass my exams. I had to get, I had to ace my exams. And so I, I, I learned to drink coffee. And I, and I hated it because it was bitter, you know. And I thought all, all you could drink coffee was, I, I didn't know you could add all the stuff in it. I didn't know you could add cream and sugar and, I, I didn't know that. I just thought that people drink, because my dad's Navy man, you know, he went home to be with the Lord and he, and he would drink it black, you know, because if you're a Navy, if you're, you're in the military, you're, you're tough. You're going to, you're going to just drink it black. Amen. And uh, so I just, oh man, you know, and you know, it was, it was, it was difficult. 
drinking just black coffee. It, it, does, anybody, it, does anybody drink black coffee in the house or is it all cream and sugar? We got two black coffee drinkers. You guys could dr- join the Navy. Amen. And, uh, and so, you know, I, 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 I would drink it, but it kept me up and it helped me, pa- you know, because the, the caffeine kept me going. But then I learned about the milk and the sugar. And then I think I got more addicted to the milk and the sugar. And then I would say to the Starbucks, add coffee to my milk and sugar. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? But, but what I'm saying to you, I'm trying, I, I got a point here. Uh, sometimes reading the Bible and coming to church and praying, it's kind of like drinking black coffee. In other words, it's not that easy when you're just getting a, you know, a acclimated to, to the things of God. But the more you do it, the more time you spend in God's presence, at first you may not sense anything. But the more you get, pretty soon you start getting excited about getting with God. Pretty soon you can't, you can't, listen, you start getting with God every morning and praising God, worshiping him, reading the word of God, reading your daily devotional. It's going to be, and you start doing that and you do that consistently. It's going to be hard for you not to do it. It's going to be difficult for you not to spend time with God. I got to spend time with God. Because there's a lot of stressors out here. There's a lot of things out here that will stress us out, that will try to cause the glory of God to leak out of us. Do you know as Christians, we leak? We, in other words, we need to get refilled with God. In other words, we get, what will leak us? It, it's, it's the trials and the tribulations and, and the heartaches that we deal with. We can, the glory can leak out. That's why we need to get in God's... Jesus had to get back into the Father's presence. He would be out there. He'd be winning, uh, casting out devils, healing the sick. He would be doing all these great, mighty things. He was winning, but he still had to get time with God the Father to get refilled up. That's what you're doing this morning. You're getting filled up with God. Some, you know, Smith Wigglesworth was a mighty man of God. And he would say, he would, he, would, he would walk around his house and he would say, filled with God, empty of self and filled with God. And we just got to get empty of ourself. Amen. And we just need to get filled with God. And I'm telling you, we'll become something that God will show off to the world. Do you believe that today? Then number three key, we need a walk in honor towards God and the things of God. We need to honor God and the things of God. Look at Matthew 8, 5 through 13. It says, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home, paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go and he goes to another come and he comes and to my servant do this and he does it. And when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to those who followed, Surely I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Now, that was a pretty strong statement Jesus made. I, you, know, uh, you know, Jesus was complimenting this uh, centurion that, you know, he wasn't a Jew. He was a centurion. He was a Roman centurion. 
But he understood how authority worked. And he understood the authority and he saw something in Jesus. This centurion must have been watching Jesus for a while. And he must have noticed that sickness bowed to Jesus. He must have noticed that poverty bowed to Jesus because Jesus was always increasing people wherever he went. He, he, he noticed that demonic spirits bowed to Jesus. Amen. And he understood authority. And so when he came to Jesus, I mean, he was a centurion. He had rulership and authority, but he bowed his authority to Jesus's authority. And I'm going to say this, that if you're going to walk in the glory of God, you need, you need to bow your authority to God's authority. You need to understand that God is God and we're not. And we, not, we need to get that revelation like, like the centurion got that, that Jesus had all authority over sickness and death. And all he said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase the rest. He just said to Jesus, just speak the word and my servant would be healed. See, I love what Jesus said. Jesus said, I would come I'll come immediately to heal him. But the centurion says, you don't need to come under my roof because I'm not worthy. Notice that he said, I'm not worthy that you come under my roof. In other words, he was humbling himself under Jesus. Amen. And he just said, speak the word. And, and Jesus, that's, he just marveled at his faith. Listen, great faith is taking God's word and believing it and acting like it's true. Can I say that again? Because sometimes the circumstances in life will tell you God's word is not true. Sometimes what we're dealing with in our life will try to come against the face uh, of what we're trying to believe God that is true. No, God, you may be suffering today with some lack, but God's word is true. He wants you walking in abundance. You might be suffering today, maybe with some kind of sickness or ailment, but, but God wants you to walking in health. Are you listening to what I say? You may be suffering in some area, but God wants you walking in that blessing that he paid for, uh, that Jesus paid for on the cross. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying to you today? So, so we need to get that revelation that, that uh, as we humble ourselves and we honor God and we honor his word, then God will honor us and he will answer our prayers. You believe that today? And the Bible says that 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 centurion servant was healed. Amen. That same hour. Glory to God. So listen, if you want to see your prayers being answered quick, you need to start taking God at his word and say, I believe it no matter what it looks like. Amen. That's great faith. Great faith is taking God's word and saying, I believe it and I'm going to act like it's so. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? In other words, listen, uh, we need to be praisers and not complainers. I talked about that on Tuesday. If you're not praising God, you're probably complaining. If you're not worshiping and thanking God for all that he is and all that what he's doing, then, then you're probably complaining or saying it like it is. But the Bible never told us to say it like it is. The Bible tells us to call those things that be not as though they were. 
It never says, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? The Bible never tells us, hey, just say it like it is. Because, you know, if you're not praising and talking about the goodness of God, you're either complaining or saying it like it is. No, you better say it like you want it to be. You better call those things that be not as though they were. I call you prosperous. I call you blessed. I call you free. I call your family uh, increasing in the name of you. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I'm telling you, I just might get excited this morning. Glory to God. Number four key, we need to continue to stay consecrated to God. We need to embrace the things of God and shun the things of the world that will cause us to fall. Amen. So we need to be very careful that we don't get contaminated faith. That we don't have a little bit of the world and a little bit of God. We can't be mixing the two. Are you listening? Because what happens is our faith will be contaminated. So you can listen, you can't walk a little bit in the world and a little bit of God. You do that, you're straddling the fence and you're going to end up hurting yourself. You, you can't keep straddling the fence or bam, ow. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Look, look at this. In Romans 12, 1 and 2, it says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So he's saying here, he's beseeching us by the mercies of God to present our bodies as a living and holy sacrifice. You know, can I say this? Your body does not belong to you. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Oh, my God. I just said something today. Yes, it's my body. Yes, but Jesus paid for it. So really, God owns your body. Oh. And are you listening? In other words, we, we, we're owned twice over. We own by, because God created us. Amen. And we're owned because of the blood of Jesus. When you, when, when you gave your, listen, when you gave your life to Jesus, you gave your body too. Amen. That's why your body is not supposed to be used for, for, for sin. Amen. It's supposed to be, you know, God's supposed to work through your body through righteousness. Can I get an amen or oh me? Amen. Am I getting it? Is this too old fashioned? Is it too old fashioned to preach against sin? Is it too old fashioned to talk about righteousness? Is it old fashioned to talk about living right? Well, I'm going to talk about living right. Amen. I'm going to talk about having a clear conscience before my God. Why? So I can have confidence and I will know when I pray, I will have the things that I request of him because I'm confident because I'm walking in the light. Do I have anybody walking in the light in this house today? Do I have any people under the light of God's word? Glory to God. I'm telling you, the more you walk in the light, the more blessings you're going to see in, in your life. Amen. Amen. Look at this. It says, now God, this is Acts 19, 11 through 20. It says, now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs and aprons were brought from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and evil spirits went out of them. 
think about this. Paul walked in such an anointing that the anointing of God, which is the power of God to deliver and set free. That's what the anointing is. It's the power of God to deliver and set free. It went into uh, aprons. It went into like, like uh, cloths. And the power of God was so permanent in these cloths that they could take these cloths and they could put it on people. And you know what? It, it, would, it would drive out demons in people. Amen. I want to be so anointed that people want my clothes. I I want to be be so anointed. Can I have your tie? I want to be so anointed that if I give somebody an article of my clothing, that the anointing would be so powerful, it would deliver them and set them free. Amen. We do that. We pray over prayer cloths. I know some people are like, what? We pray, we believe that the anointing of God, and we've seen God do miracles through anointings, amen, and we stand on that, and, that, and that's the glory, can somebody say the glory, of God? the glory of God? And then it says here, then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call on the name of the Lord Jesus, those who, uh, who had evil spirits saying, um, we exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. After they were, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered, this is what happened. There were some Jewish exorcists, uh, the sons of Sceva, and they, were, they wanted to pray and cast the demon out of a person. And, and it's, it says the evil spirit, and, and they said, uh, they tried to uh, cast that spirit out. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? And so we got to get a revelation. It's not just walking by God with formula. You know, it's not just getting a five-step plan to walk with God. Yes, I'm giving you some keys here, but you've got to know God. Amen. You, you, don't just, you don't just have a five-step plan and you just don't have a couple scriptures. Amen. You've got to know God. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, I had, I, I had one person come up to me one day and he said, uh, Pastor, uh, can you give me a commentary on Gospel of John? And I said, <laughs> and my wife was with me, and she said, why don't you read it? And my wife, I looked at my wife, I'm like, yeah, that's not, you know, we want to walk in a little bit of love. Why don't you read the gospel? You know, do you need a commentary? I, you know, I, I, started, I started proceeding to go through a commentary of chapter one, chapter two. This is what Jesus did in chapter three. And she said, why don't you just read it for yourself? Instead of getting a commentary on the gospel, read the Bible. That might be a new thing. And, you know, the, the, and the person kind of walked away with his tail between his legs. But anyway, are you listening to what I say? I said, I said yeah, and you're getting bold in your young age. Glory to God. Amen. So, so let me just uh, continue. We need to stay in unity with God. Another key, we need to stay in unity with God. The enemy is going to do everything he can to divide us. I'm talking about walking in the glory of God, walking in the grace of God, walking in his divine presence. You've got to stay in unity. The devil's going to work against marriages. He's going to try to get the husbands and wife in disagreement. He's going to try to get them disunified. Can I get an amen in the house today? He's going to try to get us in disagreement with our children. He's going to try to get our, the, the, our, our children. The enemy is going to move on our kids to try to get, get them to be disobedient. Amen. And try to get them to walk, a, you know, uh, not, not walking right. You know what I'm saying? The enemy hates unity. And we got to stay in unity no matter what. And unity, the Bible says, that's where the commanded blessing is. 
In Psalms 133, 1 through 3, it says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. You know, it's a picture of, of, the, of, of the priest of God and the anointing of God flowing over him. Amen. And, you know, the anointing is, is a representation of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is supposed to flow over us. Amen. Out to everybody else. The Holy Spirit, the blessing, the grace of God is supposed to flow out when we're walking in love and unity towards what? The Father and towards people around us. Amen. So we have to walk in love and unity. How do we do that? Well, we, we stay in unity with each other. How do we do that? We come to church. Oh, man. You're, we, we, in other words, the Bible says in Hebrews 10, 24, uh, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaken the assembly of ourselves together. As the manner of some is, but exhorting one another is so much that more yet we see the day approaching. So 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 Paul is saying here that we we're, we come to church, we provoke one another uh, to do uh, to walk in love and to do good works with each other. Amen. We love one another. But but Paul is exhorting because they because the enemy, the devil is trying to keep some people out of church, trying to keep us out from being together in unity. You know, listen, I, I, I'm excited when you guys show up. Amen. I, I'm excited when, when, when I have somebody to preach to. <laughs> I'm excited. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? I'm excited that, that when we come together, that, that, you're, that, that I see you and, and, and you're in the fight, still fighting the good fight of faith. I see that you're showing up and, I, and, 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 and you see that I'm showing up, that, that I'm still fighting the good fight of faith. Amen. And we encourage one another. We're together in unity. And I'm telling you, the devil plan is to get Christians out of church. Get them in, the, in that valley of indecision, of, of not being in a place where, where God wants to bless them and where they can be a blessing to God. How do you bless God? You bless the people of God. That's how you bless God. You bless the people of God. We bless one another, glory to God. I mean, I love it when Christmas time comes around and I have, uh, my, I have these blessed uh, members will give me, me and you gifts and blessings. Uh, we, we, I'm telling you, some of these gifts can, be, can hurt you. I couldn't do, do some of these gifts during the fast. I'm talking about like, like eating at the ice cream store. What, what's that one place? Um, what's ice cream store? Which one is it? The one that does hot dogs and ice cream and Dairy Queen, Terry Queen. I'm telling you, my, my, my daughter had a blizzard and I was so ready to eat that blizzard. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And, and I, but, I, but, it was, but it was good. My, my kids love it. Amen. And I'm telling you, but it, I just love to be in unity and one accord. Amen. I love this. In Psalms 92, it says those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. What is this saying? This saying that God wants even our latter end to be greater than our former end. 
In other words, God is saying that when you're planted in the house of the Lord, that you're even in the, your very end days, you're going to flourish. See, that's the key to prospering in God is being planted in the house of the Lord. And when you're planted, see, see the enemy will get us a sidetracked and get us away from church and, and get us, uh, keep us from being all that we can be. You're, you're never going to be all that you can be not having a church home. I'm telling you, you might be visiting today. And if you don't have a church home, join a church. It may not be this church, but get into a church, get submitted under a pastor, get planted so you can flourish in the end days. Can I get an amen, amen. or oh me? Number six key, we need to continue to pray. Continue to pray. Thessalonians 5, 16, 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ for you. Continue to pray all the time. I pray daily. I'm always praying glory to God. Amen. Number seven key is to continue to sow financial seed into the kingdom. If you want to see the glory of God in your finances, you've got to be a sower. You've got to sow into the kingdom of God. You've got to sow. If you want to harvest, you've got to sow a seed. And you've got to continue to sow into the kingdom of God. It says in Luke 6, 38, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It will be put into your bosom. For the same measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So we, we need to give and, and, and tell you, God says that he will provide seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Amen. And the last key is magnifying God. Amen. We want to magnify God to see the glory of God in our life. How do we magnify God? We do this by 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 standing on God's word, obeying God's word. And we do this by by confessing his word also and by worshiping God. We magnify God by worshiping him. Amen. In First Chronicles sixteen thirty four, it says, "Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good; for His loving kindness is everlasting." Psalms thirty six seven says, "How precious is Your loving kindness, O God! And the children of men take refuge in the shadow of Your wings." I love that. In Psalms eighty six five, it says, "For You, Lord, are good, ready to forgive, abundant in love and kindness to all who." Call upon you. Amen. I love what Psalms 105 says. For the Lord is good. His love and kindness is everlasting. And his faithfulness to all generations. Glory to God. We need to glorify God by praising him and worshiping him and thanking him for all that he is. Amen. We're going to, we're, we're just, I'm, I'm closing down right now the message and uh, praise God. I, I, I know that, I know that we have people here in the audience that, that need to, maybe needed one or two of these keys, maybe all seven of these keys, glory to God. But whatever key you need, you need to take that word and you need to apply it and you're going to, you're going to see God increase you this year. You're going to see increase this year. You believe that today? Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you that your mercies and your love is so good, Lord. And I thank you for the precious people, for the visitors here in the audience today, those that are watching online, that are streaming live. And, and Father God, I just thank you, Lord, that you have a, a, a hope and a future for everyone listening this morning. And, and perhaps there's areas of adjustment that uh, some of us need to make, or maybe we, we don't have 
a, a true relationship with you. We, we have religion, but we don't have relationship. And, and, and the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. And, and maybe you, you're not walking the walk like you need to, but you're ready to step into a true walk with Jesus. So I want to I wanna encourage you today, and I want to give you an invitation for you to receive Jesus today as your Lord and Savior. And, and the Bible says Uh, As you draw near to God, he will draw near to you. So I want you to pray this prayer. If you're ready to move forward in God and and you're ready just to see God's grace in your life, say this after me and me in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I repent of sin and I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.